you can gain a lot of traffic right now from organic because the way how it works, it's right now, it's not anymore who you're following. It's more about what are the type of the content that you can produce. You can definitely gain a lot of from organic. Just partner up with influencers or creating yourself. Welcome to the High Voltage Business Builders Podcast, a show where we interview high voltage entrepreneurs growing and scaling through e-commerce, real estate, and other Wealth Without Wall Street ventures, showing you the path to making your first or next million. Folks, welcome back to the call. It's another High Voltage Business Builders Podcast with your host, Neil Twa. I am excited today. As always, first up, like, share, comment, engage, ask questions, help us beat big tech, and get these podcasts out to everybody who needs to hear a good word. An encouragement, a lesson, a nugget, a golden thing in business, and some experience from my guests. There's always some amazing people that I get to speak with, and I'm always honored to be a part of, of getting to know them and getting to know their story. And there's no exception to the rule today, as I have a very cool CEO and co-founder on here. He's got experience in physical products and B2B products, digital strategy. He's got an extensive background, more than 10 years of history in B2B experience. A relationship management, product development, investing in good businesses. One of them is a very large energy drink. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, we'll clarify all that. And of course, he is a founder and CEO of a company that does user-generated content. We're going to talk about that today as we welcome into the call. Thank you, Daniel, for coming on so much, sir. Thanks so much, Neil, for inviting me. All right. Did I get anything wrong? You are married and now you do business and you, did I get over that right? Or do you want to correct any of that that I just mentioned about you? All, all is right. All is right. Okay, good. I'm over the target. That's always a good way to start the conversation. Right. <laughs> all right. So you are right now most actively involved in Incense.pro. Is that correct? Yeah. I'm the CEO co-founder of Incense, building this tool for almost seven years. Wow. So you've been out there for a while in this. And how did you get it started? Like, give us some quick history on that. What is the foundation of it and what does it do and how did you get into it? Absolutely. That's my, one of my favorite stories, to be honest. Okay. Because I started this business because of my brother. He's a co-founder of Incense. So he ran a couple of e-commerce shops, successfully exited both. And then his friends came to him asking for help in paid advertising. They told him, you're so great in customer acquisition. Can you help us? Mm. And back in the days, he realized that you just see user-generated content as well as influencers are the future for paid advertising. So it's been eight years ago. And he founded his own social media boutique agency and started helping these e-commerce brands and not only to get the content and running the ads for them. And it was great when he just working with a couple of brands and 10 creators and videographers and photographers, those people who created the content. But then it started scaling. And then he started working with 10 brands and 100 creators. And then it became the whole mess because they used Google spreadsheets and chats, messengers to negotiate with the creators, to get the some data, to sign the contracts with, to pass copyrights and then payouts, all of this stuff. And they asked the creator when this content is going to be delivered and creator answered it's going to be delivered tomorrow. And it was delivered for different brand, for different project. Whoops. So it was mess. A bit mess. <laughs> yeah. And then he realized that, okay, I need to find some solution out there. It should be there. Yep. He was starting looking for, and uh, there were some companies who is doing influencer marketing, but it's not something that he was trying to find some sort of project tools. So he couldn't find any solution that is going to be tailored to his specific needs in the business. That's how he came up with an idea of building incense as a platform and help other entrepreneurs. 
And he invited me to join uh, and team up on that. And while, uh, while I was building my success- successful corporate career at a payment company listed on Nasdaq, I got like promotion every six months. I was a head of big department in charge of 13% of net revenue of the entire company. But then when my brother pitched me the, the idea, I was, wow, that might be massive. That's how we started Instance. Very cool. Now, how many creators are currently on the platform for Madison? Yeah, right now we have 20,000 vetted creators in our platform, meaning that all of them, they have been passed through our automatic and manual moderation. Excellent. So what are you vetting people on in terms of the, the you know, holding them accountable for what they're actually doing and, and legitimate accounts or what's your, you know, a little bit about your vetting process, maybe? Absolutely. Before I'll provide these details, I'll just give you the heads up. We're dividing our creator network into two major categories, micro-influencers and the UGC creators, and they're different. Okay. So UGC creators, they don't have any following or they have some small following, but they're really focusing on delivering great content. So when we are doing the moderation for them, portfolio of branded content is the one that we're really focusing on during the moderation process, right? If they're right. able to deliver great content specifically for ads, it's not a you know, nice picture laying on the beach, uh, with your family? No, it's, uh, it's more about specifically content, mobile first videos, that's kind of type. For Michael influencers, we also checking in their social profiles and we are involving in the first party data coming directly from Meta and TikTok when we were verifying their audience data about themselves, either engagement rates are there, so they're able to produce content that is worth to share and worth to engage with their audience. And all, obviously, we're also verifying that if these creators are based in the locations that we're producing in or creating the content in verticals that we are getting the customers. So for instance, uh, we don't have anyone in Asia, for instance, or Europe, not Europe, sorry, Africa, because we're not serving these markets. So it just doesn't make sense. We cannot offer anything to creators right there. Or we don't have creators who are working in automotive because we don't have any customers from that, from that segment. I see. So when you're looking at this from a business perspective for a second and, and I'm looking at this going, okay, is there a specific area that you do work with, like a specific seller type that you work with, or is it pretty much anybody in like the physical or product or even coaching or like, are there boundaries to who you work with and where you work? Yeah, our primarily goal and ideal customer profile is mid-market e-commerce. When I was saying mid-market, it's 20, 30 mil in GMV. So that's the ideal customer for us, but we are open to work with anyone who is doing starting from 1 million and coming to 100 million in JMV annual. So that's that's kind of like the ideal roster for us and e-commerce. Though the second category for us is mobile apps and then uh, digital native products. We're not working with large CPG, CPG products or bigger brands like that. So yeah, our focus is these uh, e-commerce brands and in terms of the verticals, it's definitely B2C and more like beauty, sport and wellness, fashion, homestyle goods, kids and family, one of the biggest categories for us. Really? Something that it makes sense to create the content, not a super niche, but something that it, we can serve with the creators and not providing only one creator that we have currently in our network. When does it not make sense for somebody to get involved with Incense or any other kind of uh, you know, model type for that matter? Right, I think B2B, does make sense. Our creators, they have no idea how to package that. It's not our focus. It's not something we are really focusing on that. But there are a couple of businesses that I know that been focusing for specifically influencer marketing for B2B. Open to recommend them. Another one is luxury brands where the AUV is above $500, for instance. 
just that doesn't make sense because you need to send product samples to creators so they're able to produce the content and we are not in charge if they're going to return that or not. So luxury brands is the one that we are really struggling with. I would say these two are just doesn't make sense. And any enterprise customers, really big ones, it's fine. We can serve them. But do they have their own in-house influencer managers to actually chat with the creators? So that's the question that you need to ask yourself because we're a self-serve platform. How impactful have you seen that beyond brands in terms of this as a media buying strategy versus a traditional, you know, paid ads strategy? And maybe you can give me some examples of that. Yeah, we love working with brands who are really focusing on growth because there are some brands that they're okay. They don't want to hit, you know, targets to the, this year it's 1 million, next year it's 5 million and in the next year, 80 million. So we love working with that, with those brands who are really on the growth trajectory and they are always looking for effective way how to produce the content and serve their paid media with the right creatives. Because right now creatives can impact your performance as much as 80%, meaning that you have great media buyer. Landing page is, is great. SREO is great. So everything is great. Mm -hmm. Though like your creative sucks, then your entire media campaign will be destroyed. It's terrible. So, yeah. Right. yeah, it's right now... After the iOS 14, everything has changed. Yeah. So right now, creatives and influencers are the most impactful things on your paid media strategy. I'm not saying everything should be about paid media. There are different channels. You need to distribute SMS, yeah. emails. Every single item is really important, but paid media, typically it's 80% of your acquisition channel if you're in e-commerce. That's cool. Typically, sales are going to be the general goal conversion, probably 80, 90% of the time, right? Do people also use right. that to just gain traction in their social media by getting people to brand their products? Maybe if I'm a newer brand and I've got a smaller set of SKUs and no one's really heard about me yet and I'm just launching on one of the platforms or direct to consumer, is there a, you know, a value to that time, energy and money at that point? Or should I wait a little bit longer and develop the brand? What do you, what's your thoughts on that? It is. I wouldn't call that at the early days that you need to focus on brand awareness. To be honest, if you don't have large pockets, like deep pockets, then like it does make sense because you have some money to invest. But if you're just bootstrapping, you don't have a lot of cash, then definitely you should be focusing on conversions rather than uh, brand awareness or like brand itself. But what we've been observed, many success brands who already have enough marketing budgets to spend, they are doing a lot of organic influencer campaigns, building brand awareness about like what's going on and then getting this content and running in ads. So in that case, you can build both brand awareness and then performance in terms of conversions. So continuing on that strategy, if I might for just a moment, if I'm a bootstrapper who's maybe at four, you know, figures a month, maybe moving my way to five, I'd really like to get to six. Of course, who doesn't want to get to seven? But I'm on my way. What's a good strategy that someone who's like bootstrapping that up and has got a couple of SKUs going and starting to kind of figure things out and really they're, they're growth focused, right? They're not like $18 million growth focused, but they're like, hey, I'd like to get to 18000 a month growth focused. What's a good strategy from them? And how, does it, how do they use that on your platform to really see that become a benefit? I think you need to deeply understand who's your potential audience and just nail down what is the platform that can serve that in the best way. So for instance, if uh, it's an uh, older generation, then probably Facebook. Facebook is the best conversion in, in terms of the conversion still, right? But if it's a younger generation, so probably Snap or TikTok will be crushing that. And that, that's the biggest question that I will ask myself. What is the market? What is the audience? Where they live? Where they spend a lot of time? Where they can make 
purchase decision, yeah. right? That's the question number one that I will be asking myself. The second one, to find the channel, test it out, and then nail down to the channel. So right at the beginning, relying on the one channel is absolutely the right strategy. Down the road, multi-channel strategy, yeah. that's the right approach. So, But first of all, nail down one channel. And the third one, once you figure out, you can grow and finding the tactics how to grow organically because there are, we're living in the world of TikToks and copy-paste of TikToks, which is YouTube shorts or Snap spotlights, right? All Instagram reels. All of that, you can gain a lot of traffic right now from organic because the way how it works, it's right now, it's not anymore who you're following. It's more about what are the type of the content that you can produce. You can definitely gain a lot of from organic. Just partner up with influencers or creating yourself. You can create really nice, great, interesting brand if you have creative power in-house. But the second one, if we're talking about paid advertising, right? And just going in paid, you figure out that, I don't know, TikTok or Facebook is the most converting channel for you in terms of paid. Then a uh, question about how to produce content for that. And I would say if you're just bootstrapping, you're still trying to figure out what type of the creators would be working for you. Companies like Incense, it's not the right choice because it's a subscription, it's a commitment. You need to really using that for scaling, but not for the beginning. I would suggest that try to shoot some content yourself. Ask your customers, going to Amazon reviews or any reviews that you can use, seeing that what people are saying in the great words or like yeah, no, that's bad great reviews and convert that like yeah. as the idea, as the pitch for the, for the creators. Yeah. And then go to your friends, go to your, shoot some content yourself, ask your customers to provide some content and compensate with us some additional product, right? Yeah. So that's the way how you can test out like different ideas and hooks and call to actions, uh, all of this uh, content. And then once you will figure out that what actually works for you, and then you need to bring more faces, more angles, and really scaling, then companies like Incense might be a great choice for That's you. That's good. But Thank you for giving be, that. Being, being scrappy. Yeah. Being scrappy well, it'd be easy to say, hey, just get started and go pay for my subscription, pay for my platform. And then, you know, what you obviously don't want them to do is fail, which is good because I appreciate the integrity in that. Yeah, you know, for those who are listening who are Amazon sellers in your seller dashboard, if you are brand registered, there's a whole section under demographics. If you don't know that, haven't looked at it, and you're selling any amount on Amazon, go look at it. Because if you start to see exactly what Daniel's saying, if you start to see my 18 to 24 demographic is making up like 12, 15, you know, 20% of my sales, then you're going to know that, as he said, Snapchat and TikTok are going to be great places for you to get user-generated content and really push that out organically. If you're seeing, you know, the mid-moderate Gen Z years up to 44 to 50, you're probably going to see them on more like Facebook or other locations where you're going to want to put that kind of content into purpose for it. And then, of course, the older demographics, you just can balance out where your people and who they are and what their income levels are and really figure that out before you go to incense and, and pay some additional money and then, you know, add gas to fire because these campaigns can reach millions and millions of people who are influenced by those folk, are they not? Exactly. And do not put gasoline on the fire, right? It just it just doesn't make sense. You, yeah. you need to find the strategy and then understanding what is the scaling moment for you. Build your own audience, by the way, asking your customers for additional incentives to leave phone numbers and then building the SMS strategy. Because in that case, you're building your audience instead of relying on the social platforms. Always build so your own. There are yeah, so, so many things. And yeah. I would say always uh, listening podcasts, podcasts, newsletters, participating in some of the events because so many e-commerce people, they are constantly learning. It's uh, this space where everything has changed every six months. The, the entire strategy has changed. 
changing every six months. So in that case, it does make sense to learn from other people who are successful. And if you're in that space, you're lucky because this community is ready to share. Yeah, no, that's great information. So if we're talking to a specific demographic or a specific avatar of, of people, let's break it down just a second. We've got kind of predominantly like Amazon sellers or marketplace sellers, let's call it. And then we got more of the direct-to-consumer channel avatars. Can you speak to each of those for just a second in terms of what you think is a good thought strategy process? Would you know about that experience? Maybe elaborate on that a little bit. So you're saying Amazon sellers versus D2C? Yeah, they're kind of two wolves, right? They're, they're, you can't, you mentioned this a minute ago, ride one channel, well, I'll say in the country, ride one horse yep. with one ass, right? You can't right. ride two horses with one ass. So if you're going to ride it, I typically promote people, you know, start on Amazon to incubate products at that, if they don't really have any good strong marketing, direct marketing, paid media, social media skills, you're probably best to start on Amazon first and learn you know, how that works in the marketplace before you start, you know, learning other strategies. And then D2C, of course, people can do very well in D2C, but don't have a very strong Amazon presence. Can you speak to each of those channels kind of separately for a second and your experience and maybe your client experience to each of those and what you would see as good strategies for maybe each channel operator or maybe a combo? Because there's a third, obviously, there's those who are selling in both channels, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll start with the D2C because pretty familiar with this space more than Amazon, to be honest. Mm -hmm. So for D2C, Shopify, definitely just starting with the Shopify and sending the audience and sending the hooks and so on. And as I mentioned before, just trying to understand where is the audience channel and nail down there, putting all of your resources. Do not trying to, okay, let's test out everything. No, test out seeing where is the performance starting increasing. If it's uh, starting scaling, then it's probably the right channel, putting all of the efforts and the gas on creating more creatives, different strategies, learning about this channel more and more until you're getting to some level of the dependency of the channel, right? That's 100% what you need to focus on. And email, uh, SMS, 100% you should be focusing on that. And by the way, using UGC there, so it's a big thing right now. So 100% that how you can start there. And once you're going to be creating the momentum, you can gain some UGC that has been produced, not from the creators, but from your customers. And then you can repurpose that. It's uh, definitely one of the best strategy where they can post something on Reels and you see that they tag your brand, grab this content, ask them if they if you can use that, pay something, maybe compensate with the product, getting the license and then go for it. Yeah. For Amazon, yeah, for Amazon, I think one of the best strategy that we have seen recently is the weird combination or union between Amazon and TikTok, which is not official between the companies right. and not TikTok anymore. So it's also Instagram Reels. Right now it's YouTube Shorts. But the point is that many Amazon sellers, they are partnering up with TikTokers or Instagram influencers or right now YouTubers for the certain reason. They producing the content with them. And then they ask him to publish that in their social media profiles yes. with the links to their Amazon pages, yep. right? And then we thought like, maybe they're driving the sales from that and they're expecting that the sales will happen. But that's not true. They actually not expecting the sales will go through, through this organic posting. I mean, if it will happen, then it's nice to have, but that's not the expectation. The expectation is that to produce more content than there, Getting on the hype, sometimes this content can be well promoted by social media because it's something interesting there. And then you're gaining a lot of organic traffic on your product page that Amazon seeing as the external traffic 
and then prioritizing ranking of your product page against other competitors. And that's where the, a lot of Amazon sellers are doing and crushing there yep. because instead of buying thousands or millions impressions somewhere, you can partner up for a few hundred dollars or like thousand dollars with creators. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But the point is like one, once it works, you can uh, get, I don't know, like millions of impressions yeah. and links to the, your product page that automatically uh, the ranking system of Amazon going to be prioritizing your product page yeah. and you are winning because you're not on the second page, you're on the first one. So good to hear you say that. Money. Especially a loophole we're kind of exploiting right now. As we watch that, the value of that, I have done some training recently on something very, very similar to what you just stated. For people who were listening in the back there, you know, there's a lot of traffic between TikTok, social media, and Amazon right now yeah. that is being valued in the ranking engine of Amazon. So if you got a priority for that, you know, got some time for that, you're going to build some content around it, definitely get it on your TikTok and influencers page, get them to link back. You know, if they're an influencer, an Amazon influencer, or an associate, they're going to make some money off of that. So there's a secondary benefit for them if you strike up that relationship. Incense can be a way for you to kind of bridge that gap if that's something you're serious about doing. And watch the, the value of those impressions and grow and obviously value the, the search engine results and take the content that's working. As he said, dial in that content. I'll just give you one more pro tip. Take that over. If you're a brand registered on Amazon, put it on the sponsored brand campaigns, right? As long as you have permission to use that video, test that video out in your sponsored brand campaigns and watch what happens. Video is extremely powerful. More than 80% of buying decisions are made from videos today. So if you get a really good influencer video that's kicking it off on traffic, put it on sponsored brands, watch what happens. You're going to run out of inventory. We had this problem the other day with one of our sellers. He's like, hey, how do I slow this thing down? Because I'm going to run out of inventory. So that, that's a very similar strategy that we deployed. And so it's just a fun thing to watch. And it's good to hear you. You know, you're over the target, man. You're sharing some true things, which is really cool to watch. And you guys are obviously doing some amazing things with incense, which is cool. Excited to check it out. Any other final things you might want to say to people who are listening that any tips, thoughts, anything else? You might want to share with us? Yeah, absolutely. Trying to be scrappy and bootstrapping at the beginning. If you are just uh, about to launch, we've been bootstrapping this business. It's different. It's not e-commerce, but I know a few of our customers who completely bootstrapped to 18 million in GMV, like, you know, something crazy numbers, being scrappy in a way of building some fundamental things. Yeah. Once you figure out that and are ready to pedal to the metal, then you need some e-commerce solutions out there. And I think you're in the lucky spot because so many great companies out there who are solving every puzzle that is missing in e-commerce for both Amazon and D2C. So right now it's a unique space. It's not as it was 10 years ago when basically there is no automation, nothing like that. So right now the stack is there. Yeah. Just find the right time where it makes sense to use that for your e-commerce brand. Yeah, very smart. Very well said. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm honored to have you here. Absolutely. Thanks so much. All right, folks, if you like this, share, comment, like, help us beat big tech, give some love, go out and check incense.pro. We'll put it in the comments and show notes as well. Thanks so much for joining. Guys, get out there and remember, your business is always worth more in the end than at any time during the business building phase. Take care and I'll catch you on the next show. If you like this episode, please share it with people you think will enjoy it as well. Thank you for listening and be sure to tune in next week for a brand new episode of High Voltage Business Builders.